Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. And are you ready to start a garden? Go get yourself a spade. I think that's a small little shovel that's like pointy, but I can't say that I'm a shovel expert. Regardless, though, I'm not going to lie. I really struggled. I'm thinking, what kind of word would I use to describe this? I guess I'll just go with interesting, but I'm not even going to try to act smart. I'm not going to try to act like I had any idea that this would have been my guess when I read the title of the article and then when I started uh, to go through it, that this would have been the actual answer. But props to, uh, let's see, uh, Minda. Minda, I, well, I guess I don't know if you came up with the, the title to your article. I don't know if that was the editor. But whoever came up with this title, well done, suckered me right in. And you know it left me guessing, which I'm assuming was the intent of the, the article. But I, I was not even close. I can't say that it even entered my mind. But the article here, the world's longest living people share this hobby. Why studies say it can help add years to your life, which you can tell by the spoiler alert title. And as I've already mentioned in this episode, but gardening, who knew that gardening, having a garden would, would I guess not now that I've read, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, too. Well, yeah. Well, well, how could you not guess gardening? That's kind of how I felt afterwards. But yeah, going in, I had no idea. But it's uh, there's a lot of good stuff with it. So I'm just going to hop right in and get to it. Because and what, what does this have to do with wealth, with building, you know, with your, your, your finances? Well, because this that all works hand in hand. And I've talked about this before. But when you are healthy, you are more efficient. And when you're more efficient, you can just take control that much better. And when you can take control of your life, of your finances, of your career, of whatever you want to say that much better, well, you're ultimately just going to improve in all areas of life. And one of those being finances, of, of course, uh, assuming, of course, you actually have a plan, right? But most people with a plan, if you have a plan in one area, I mean, odds are you're probably going to have plans in other areas, such as a garden, right? You can't just go out there. I mean, you got to have, not that you have to have a PhD in, you know, um, soilology. I think I made that word up, but you got to have at least some sort of plan of, okay, if you're out there planting your, you know, tomato plants when there's snow on the ground, I mean, that's sure you have a garden, or I should say you're attempting to have a garden, but I, you know, the lack of planning there probably not going to give you the results that you want. But all of this does tie hand in hand. So uh, just to set up some context, I'm not going to read every little thing from the article. Uh, but just the first thing to offer you up context. All right, Clay, well, where is this actually coming from? Uh, so 12 years ago, it says uh, Dan Bootner visited communities around the world known for having many centurions, people who live to be or centurions, people who live to be 100 years or older. So, I mean, when they say live a long time, we're talking triple digits here including Okinawa in Japan, the uh, Bar Barbagia region of Sardinia, and the Seventh-day Adventist enclave in California. Uh, a boutonniere, an author and longevity expert, called those areas blue zones. He and his team of researchers wanted to find similarities among the residents that led to a longer, happier, and healthier life, which is an important distinction. I mean, it's not a longer and miserable life. Not a longer and painful life. No, a longer, happier, and then, of course, healthier life, which I, th I think longer and healthier probably go hand in hand. Uh, but 
I, I found that interesting. All right, well, at least I know it's not. Well, you know what? You'll have a very. It'll be kind of miserable, but you'll live longer at least. Well, I that that's almost sounds like a, a prison sentence or something. But no, in this situation, just a longer and happier life. Some things you might expect, like a mostly plant-based diet, a strong social support group, and moderate exercise, which I would agree. Now, I as far as the mostly plant-based diet. I, I, I won't go on my soapbox there. I think there's plenty of research that suggests that uh, there's plenty of good value out there from eating more than just plants. Uh, but to be fair, it says a mostly plant-based diet. Okay, I don't know how you're defining mostly, but I, I do agree fruits and vegetables, those are a good thing. Um, but so mostly, I guess I'll just leave that alone because I don't know to what extent. Mostly is a tricky word. I mean, it, it's funny when people are like, well, yeah, right now as of the recording, uh, there's uh, protests and stuff like that going on. And they say, well, they're mostly peaceful. To which I, I, I agree. I, I think they are mostly peaceful. But if they're mostly peaceful, that means there's, well, to what extent though? I mean, that means that there are some where it's not peaceful, right? And I actually, I'm, I'm, I could probably do a whole podcast on the word mostly. I'm totally derailing myself though. My point here is that mostly, it's a tricky word when you actually stop and think about it. Because it doesn't actually map out any sort of metrics in terms of, okay, well, what is the actual number? Like, what what do you mean? But anyways, so mostly plant-based diet, a strong social support group, which I talk about all the time. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Now, I honestly didn't really know that it necessarily made you healthier and happier. And, and well, I knew what would make you happier. Uh, but, I mean, I, I don't know if I would have really tied that to living a, a longer uh, and healthier life. And then, of course, moderate exercise, nothing new there. But there is one surprising commonality in each community, residents garden well into old age. That's no coincidence, as there's plenty of research to prove that gardening increases well-being and longevity. So why gardening could help you live longer? Number one, it gets you into nature. Exposure to sunlight, fresh air, and plant life all have been benefits. In fact, doctors in Scotland prescribe nature walks for high blood pressure and anxiety. They also encourage patients to interact with surroundings, whether that means bird watching or collecting twigs. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. In fact, I am more than likely going to talk about this in my uh, other podcast that I have for my, uh, my, my, main, my main business, which involves the stock market, trading, investing, stuff like that. Because in, in that, uh, it... it it's a very emotional game. It's a very mentally taxing game. So to, to see that this is, you know, literally a prescription, right? Like doctors prescribe not some sort of chemically made drug, but hey, go on a nature walk. Just go outside. Interact, which is an interesting thing. Interact with nature, not just walk, but interact. And that could be simply as really collecting twigs. I would have never guessed that. Fascinating stuff. In a famous 1984 study, environmental researcher Rogan Ulrich found that patients who had their gallbladders removed recovered faster and with less pain medication if their hospital rooms looked out on nature rather than a brick wall, which is, is, is fascinating. I, I didn't really read the details of the study. Um, I, I don't know if you can straight up attribute that to because they weren't looking at a brick wall, but... Um, I get what they're saying and you know, it, it would make sense. I could see from a mental aspect, just being able to look out into nature rather than a brick wall probably would make a difference. 
Nature is restorative, he noted, because we have a kind of biology prepared disposition to respond favorably to nature because we evolved in nature. It was good to us, and we tend to respond positively to environments that were favorable to us. If being around nature is good for you, then being consistent about it is even better. Consistent about it. I agree. Consistency in many areas of life is key, which is something that gardening pretty much forces you to do. You may try to jog every day in the park, but then blow it off for a few weeks when your schedule gets too busy. If you stop tending to a garden midway, however, you're liable to see all your hard work go to waste as weeds take over everything. Fantastic. It's like an accountability alarm just staring you in the face. Just alarm bells going off that are saying, because, you know, if, if you're trying to exercise, if you're trying to eat right, well, then, yeah, you know, you the, the, that that pant line can slowly expand, slowly expand. And there's it, it's it's hard to notice, right? It it's almost feels like one day you fit in, you know, size X of jeans, of pants, and then all of a sudden it's size Y. And size Y is all of a sudden quite a bit bigger than size X. You're like, what? Where did that happen? But with the garden, no, it's it's going to be just those. The alarm bells will be ringing and flashing right in front of your face. Number two, it's good exercise. Is gardening the equivalent of running a triathlon? Of course not, but it still qualifies as exercise. Different types of gardening require different amounts of physical activity. Working in the garden restores dexterity and strength, and the aerobic exercise involved can easily use the same number of calories as might be expanded in a gym. According to Richard Thompson, a researcher at London's Royal College of Physicians, I mean, I, I see what they're saying, and I, I don't disagree at all. Uh, but I suppose that would be <laughs> what kind of what, what kind of exercise are you doing in the gym? Uh, but to be fair, I mean, they do stay off. You know, start off. Is it the same as a, running a triathlon? No. But I mean, it, yeah, it, it, it's good exercise. It requires um, you know you to get out there and move around. And I should have noted at the beginning. I grew up, my parents' garden, they still do garden. My father-in-law has a, has a pretty big garden out here uh, in the country. And then my wife, she, she does gardening. And I will say that my, my parents, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to say they're going to live to 100, but for, for they're, they're getting older and they're, they're still um, active. They're still out there uh, you know, doing stuff that I would want to be able to do at that age. Uh, my father-in-law is a monster. You know, he not only does he like to garden to just kind of stay in shape, he loves to split wood. And that I mean, that guy can because uh, they burn wood during the winter time as an additional heat source. And <laughs> the guy, I, I would never challenge him to a wood splitting. I love to split wood. It's, it's relaxing to me. Maybe it has something to do with this. I'm interacting with nature. Uh, I have no idea. Maybe now I finally have an answer to why I enjoy splitting wood because it helps me to get away from technology, just separate uh, but as far as, yeah, so I'm saying is, yes, it's not like maybe there's enough extra, you know, the same exercises going in there and doing bench press and squats and deadlifts. Uh, but yeah, and again, this is all being based in research and you have, you know, the, the, the common similarity between all of these people, but yeah, it is, it is good exercise. It, it's way more exercise. Let me put it than this, than sit in front of the TV and watching Netflix. And you know, the only exercise you have is moving mouth into popcorn bucket, into mouth, you know? Let's see what is Okay, turning the earth and digging up stones, for example, can be one of the most effortful things you'll ever do. And at the other end of the spectrum, pruning roses and planting seed constitute very mild exercise. Yep, that is more than fair. I mean, if you gotta dig up stones and all that sort of stuff, it can get rough. Uh, 
Number three, you'll get what you grow, or excuse me, you'll eat what you grow. This, and I think this is pretty straightforward, uh, but I mean, talk about organic. Assuming, of course, you're not just all of a sudden going to some sort of like commercial farm, like, hey, give me all those chemical things that you put on your crops because I'm going to put it on my crop. No, yeah, you'll, you'll lose maybe a little fertilizer here or there, but I mean, it's definitely going to be straight up, hey, it came from you, it came from your garden, you know right where it came from, and in gardens, they don't grow popsicles, they don't grow ice cream cones, they don't grow Sour Patch Kids, they don't grow deep fried Oreos, they don't, uh, you know, grow, you know, deep fried mozzarella sticks. So, I mean, my point is, you're going you're gonna to want to enjoy what your hard work has been going to. And what has your hard work been going to that you want to enjoy because you've been working hard? Well, like fruits and vegetables, stuff that's super good for you, stuff that is, that is loaded with vitamins. So, I mean, that's pretty cool is, you know, and this is where I can't think of many areas in life where entitlement is a good thing, where you, if someone were to feel entitled, feel like they deserve something. But in this case, yeah, you're going to feel like you deserve your, you know, your, your, your product. You're going to feel entitled to your product. Well, why? Because, well, I mean, it is your product. It, it is what you've been working hard to, to create, to maintain, to plan, to grow. So I would say, yes, in that situation, you absolutely deserve your product. And again, as I was saying, what is your product? Fruits and vegetables. Hey, you know what? If you feel entitled to something that is super healthy for you, well, then no wonder why. I mean, like I said at the beginning, now I'm wondering, how did I not guess this? Why did I, when I read that headline, how did I not guess gardening? I mean, this all makes so much sense. And then number four, it exercises your mind while also relieving stress. And once again, to go back, this, I mean, this would fit perfectly with the stock market, trading, investing, if, you, if you're very active. I mean, it can be a mentally challenging game. And this is, you know, the other reason why I think I'll have to do a podcast on it because this is some good stuff. So like I said, it exercises your mind while also relieving stress. Most of us spend our, live, our lives planning and problem solving. Gardening requires these skills too, but it also forces you to be in the moment, often by confounding the plans you made. Sometimes you step into your garden and do exactly the task you intended, but other times you have to change course because, say, you had noticed a fungus infestation or that a bunch of produce is suddenly ready to be harvested. Working in the garden and dealing directly with the uh, dealing directly with the natural world also has a way of slowing down busy thoughts and relaxing your mind. In one study conducted in the Netherlands, 30 people were assigned a stressful task, followed by 30 minutes of either reading or gardening. Those who garden recovered from the stress much more quickly based on both their own reports and a test measuring the level of stress chemical cortisol in their bodies. No wonder so many mindfulness experts consider gardening as a form of meditation. And, and I mean, that actually makes sense. I mean, because think about it. When you read, all I mean, you're not really doing it. And I, of course, this, I have nothing against reading. But I mean, when you read, have you been there before? Like you read a page and then all of a sudden... What did I just read? I have not. Yeah, I read the words. Yeah, I saw the words with my eyes, but as far as comprehending the words, I have no idea what I just read. And you have to go back. That was the worst in school. Reading a page or reading a, a chapter or a paragraph or whatever, and you're like, I, I don't know what I just read. I read it, but I, don't, I didn't comprehend any of it. I wasn't paying attention. 
So I can see how if you have a stressful task and then you can go and read, it'd be easy for your mind to just still be focused on the stressful task, which means you're not really reducing stress. But yeah, with gardening, because you got to, it's more active, it's more physical, you got to move around, you got to make sure you don't chop your finger off with the, the spade shovel. Well, yeah, you know what? It is going to take your mind off of stuff. And then, of course, you factor in the other components we've already talked about in terms of just interacting with nature. I think it's great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have nothing wrong at all with bird watching or, you know, collecting twigs. So if that works for you, awesome. But I, I can see how this would be maybe a, a little bit better in the sense of you can eat what you produce, right? Twig collecting. I don't think you can eat twigs. I could be wrong, I suppose. But at this, like I said, the the product that you are producing and that you feel entitled to and feel as though you deserve, which you do, I'm not debating that at all, is fruits and vegetables. How good is that? So very interesting. I mean, love this article. Good job on this one. Uh, Minda. Yeah, Minda is her name, uh, but thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm, I'm going to definitely share this with my wife to say, hey, you know, I just read an article about uh, you're apparently extending your life, although my wife is so going to outlive me and it's not even close. Her yeah, her genes on that side of the family and crazy. Her grandma made it to what, like 99 and her, I, well, I don't know what that would make her, her, her great aunt, I think. Yeah. Cause if it's her grandma's sister then that would be her great aunt, her great aunt lived to like 107, which funny story. So I mean, podcast over, but quick, funny story. I still remember when, uh, we were dating. So, um, Abby is her name, my wife's name. So Abby and I, we go over to this sister's, or the, excuse me, this great aunt's house. I don't remember why, maybe because her grandma was there. But anyways, that's all I remember is I see, I mean, a very old gentleman, like my grandpa, maybe even a little bit older than my grandpa at the time, out there like trimming some bushes in the front yard, which I guess that would make sense. Hey, he's interacting with nature. No wonder why, you know, he's interacting with nature, trimming bushes, doing some landscaping at a, a very old age. I make the comment. I'm like, oh, okay. Is that her husband? And she says, no, that's her son. I'm thinking, holy smokes. And then it dawned on me. Oh yeah. I guess when you're like that old, your kids would be essentially the age of my grandparents because, okay, if, if they're 80 and this person's over, you know, a hundred and you start to do the math. I was like, oh yeah. Back in that era. I mean, even, even right now, a lot of people have kids in their, in their twenties. Uh, yeah, it's shifting away a little bit, but at that time, yeah, definitely early twenties, mid twenties. Yeah. Have kids, not, not bizarre at all. So I don't know. It just blew my mind that the, like my grandpa that I was watching, or maybe somebody even a little older than my grandpa at the time trimming the bushes out front. Oh, happened to be this person's son, a mind blowing experience for me, but Hey, they were all out in nature. So I, I mean, I realize all anecdotal, but I, also, what I enjoyed is there, there's some scientific studies here that are backing this stuff up. But yeah, you know what? Even if you're already super healthy, that's awesome. But if, I don't know, maybe start something off just from a, if you're, if you're in a high stress environment, if you are in some sort of career or you're just somebody that feels like you need to step away from technology every now and then, maybe you already eat enough fruits and vegetables. But you know what? A great dopamine injection you can give to your brain is just, Charity, charity in the sense of giving stuff away. And if you have a garden and then you, you know, you go out there and, and give the stuff away, maybe because you already eat enough or whatever. I mean, talk about another just great sense of, oh, wow, I, I feel really good about myself because I mean, I, this is not some sort of revolutionary statement on my part. It feels good to give. And so, I mean, 
well, I don't need fruits or vegetables. And I, I don't deny that. Maybe you don't. But I mean, somebody else might. And if you can give and you know that your hard work is now hel helping somebody else be more healthy, I mean, I don't know how that could not make you feel feel good. I mean, so that, that's another angle that you should probably consider. But that's all I have for you. Very interesting. I got to go find some gardening gloves. I got to go find my little spade shovel. I got to go start digging some dirt or rocks out of the dirt. But yeah, get out there, consider doing some gardening. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there. And I, I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the slab money method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I use to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.